Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by somebody that everybody on the West Coast knows, everybody in college basketball knows, Mr. Doug Gottlieb. Hello, Doug. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. I love having you on because you're st- certainly a student and a historian of West Coast hoops. I mean, you yeah. grew up obviously on the West Coast when Jim Herrick, when Lute Olson were running things, Mike Montgomery's doing his stuff. Um, when... When Sean Miller was hired, it was obviously a good hire because he made Arizona a two-coach school, but it never really felt quite like he was, he and Lute were just polar opposites as far as how they coached, how they, you know, everything they did basically. Tommy Lloyd has come in here now, and this is kind of the basketball that you grew up watching here, where, you know, it's up and down. They're looking to humiliate you. They're looking to score 100 points per game. What are, when you watch this team, what are, what are your thoughts? Does it kind of take you back to a previous era? A little bit. It's like, what would, I mean, what would Gonzaga look like if they were at had Arizona's resources, you know, a right. little bit. And then you, it does fit like Arizona is not Arizona fans. You're not used to seeing games in the fifties and sixties. Like that's right. not cool, you know? Right. And you don't ever want to lose, but you'd rather, I think Arizona fans would rather lose in the nineties than win in the fifties. Right. And, and, you know, I think most of the former players, even though they like Sean and like, look, Sean's a very good coach. A lot of this mm-hmm. comes down to fit, right? They would like Ben Howland when he was at UCLA, they won a lot of games, but it felt weird because, you know, they were right. so toughness defense oriented. Now that, that is how you win. I think consistently, like I would make the, I could make the argument that Sean did a better job in many ways than Lute did because for the, until the last year, uh, when they lost uh, was Buffalo when they got, ran out the court by Buffalo, right? That, right. that last NCAA tournament. With, with that is the exception. They didn't lose in the first round, right. and one of the one of the one of the flaws to the way that Lutz teams plays and the freeness which what they play is there were times which somebody who was inferior would jump up and get them, right? Yeah. Whereas you had your Santa like, Claras, you yeah. had your yeah right. like Miami of Ohio. Guaranteed, you're guaranteed of winning the first two games. It felt like right. It was just there was a limit there because they couldn't score right when they when they got to the lead eight or sweet 16. So there's a balance there. Um, well, first in terms of, I continue to be impressed by, by, by what Tommy's doing. And, you know, you kind of end up eating your words. Cause I just, I, I didn't know, like nobody right. really, everybody says that now you don't know until the guy makes that 18 inch move and we can get to the inherent flaw in what they put together, but the ability to take the baton, take what was there, add some pieces and then have such a great first year. And then the second year, you know, you start to understand just how good Matherin was, 
you know, when you see him play in the NBA, the second year to to it, it to hit the ground running. Um, right. It's really impressive. And what do I think of this team? I think they're gigantic. And that's one of the yes. one of the things. Now they they pass and catch well. Obviously they shoot well. And when when Kerr's making shots, it's a it's a fun team. And they're you know they're a little cocky, and it's a good group. But you know what I was taken by in watching them in Maui is just the sheer size uh, of their team, and right. that can make up for a lot of things, especially at this level if you if you use it the right way. And I think generally they do. Yeah, Tommy Lloyd's talked about from day one about how he wanted to um, have a. Um, it wasn't so much recruiting stars. It was about player development here. He said, when I get a guy in here who if I offer a scholarship to, I clearly think that he's good enough to play at this level. It's on me to get him to that level. And Doug, you just look at the progression from guys. Look at Umar Ballo. This is a Jeez. guy. I mean, you look. He was an afterthought. I honestly, I thought when he came in here, he was going to be kind of a Gene Edgerson type, you know, push people around a little bit, uh, come in. This guy looks like an All-American type that has like a Kofi Coburn type potential to him. Well, it's a, here's a, here's something that um, I've spent the last couple of weeks. I've, I've watched a ton of practice games, talked to a lot of coaches mm -hmm. and I'm trying to kind of put together a hypothesis and now it's kind of playing out. So look, college basketball, Okay, here's how it's going to work. And I think Tommy, I, he's a, Bob a perfect example, but right. so too is Kerr at the point guard. Mm -hmm. Like those guys don't, and Bob may have a future in the NBA, but, it, but you can, you can keep guys in school four or five years at the point that are college point guards, that right. pros and at the five and maybe even at the four, right. The, the, the traditional guys, I mean, look at the landscape of the sport. Kobe Coburn is a perfect example. Right. You know, uh, when I come out of college in 2000, he's a top 10 pick right. after his sophomore year. Right. Right. Now uh, is he even in the league. Like I have right. no idea. I have no idea. And all these guys, you know, from Drew Timmy, um, I mean, you just kind of go through it. Right. They don't really have value in the NBA and they they're smart. They figured it out. And, you know, they're getting NIL money. So they're staying in school. Really what the NIL has done. And I was, I'll be fully admit, I was against it. I still don't think it's a super healthy thing, especially in recruiting. I think it's a bit of a disaster when you're just buying kids. Right. But, but, but the, the, there is for every con, there is a pro and the pro to it is it's keeping most of these guys from making stupid mistakes, like thinking because you're a great college center, you'll make in the NBA or your college point guard, you'll make it. I mean, Look at Purdue over the weekend. Those freshman yeah. guards, they're great, but they're also going to be there for four or five years. Right. You know, so you can, and then what you do is every once in a while you get a Ben Mathering, right? And uh, so anyway, I, I know there's more questions and I'm rambling, but I'm super excited. No, you're good. About team. And I, I totally agree with you. Like Tommy's kind of figured it out, right? You got to have a couple of guys that are player development guys. You got to have solid guys that are four or five year guys. And then you sprinkle in a pro or two, especially when you get one that hangs for two years. Right. Now you got a chance to be really, really special. And what he, I think a lot of people get caught up, you know, when you look at the transfer portal ratings and you're like, you're looking at guys that are averaging 20 plus per game or whatever the case may be. He said when he brought in Courtney Ramey and he brought in Cedric Henderson, keep in mind, Cedric Henderson's a kid out of Campbell. Granted, he had a great game against Duke last year, but he's still from Campbell. Courtney Ramey averaged nine points, three assists per game. He said these are ideal fits for what I want to do right here next to Kirk Creesa in the backcourt. You got a little bit of a bulldog in Ramey and then Cedric Henderson's kind of that Jack of all trades, six foot six athletic guy. And a lot of people slept on that. But when you look at it now, Doug, they fit perfectly into what he wants to do and with what that roster composition is. 
fit is everything, right? Right. And the other part to, to Courtney, which is interesting, is, you know, he was a high volume, low percentage guy at, at Texas. Right. And he has absolutely cleaned it up. And and the thing is, and I'll, I'll just share with you, you know, uh, I, Chris Beard actually liked it for him. Mm-hmm. Like, like I talked to Chris about it. And he's like, that's actually a really, really good fit. And his 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 mantra and this a lot of people, there's no pros in the portal. Right. Right. If you're in the portal. You're not a pro. Right. And so when you have guys that have competed and they're like, this is this is it. This is all I got. When you get them to get two feet in the circle and just like, hey, man, just have a great year. Just buy into whatever role you've done. And you've 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 I mean, he's played everywhere. Play, you know, he's been beat. So uh, I think I think you're, you're, you're accurate. Like and this is it's so hard to tell this to fans who they they want the big name transfer. Right. Right. But the big name transfer is on the market for a reason. Right. Right. <laughs> right. For There's sure. Reason. For sure. Like it was uh, like Evan Mobley's not going into the portal. Evan Mobley's no. going to the NBA. Correct. Correct. Right. But, but not just that, but like, you know, um, there's just, if you throw out big name transfers, there, there's a reason. And oftentimes it's the guy, you know, thinks he's a pro and doesn't think he's being used the right way. They all think they're pros. Right. Doesn't think he's being used the right way. And they come in with unrealistic expectations. When you have a where you have a guy, Courtney Ramey, who's never really been the guy, and now he gets a chance to to benefit off all the talent around him, plays a little bit faster, a little bit better, you know. They're playing faster in Texas without him too. But, you know, last year they, they couldn't score. Right. And they tried to help him, but the whole thing just didn't work. So the point is fit is everything. And he's Tommy's absolutely right. And that's the hard thing to find in that portal. And that's why you got to really, they, they're all doing legwork now, not right. just in the teams they play against, but watching games. It's a completely different way of recruiting, especially for Arizona. That's always been, you know, top shelf. Uh, but I also would, would point out that if you look historically at Arizona basketball. Oh, you got a lot of Damons. You got a lot of Miles. You got a lot of Michael Dickerson's guys who would have been the equivalent of 50 to 100 players at Jason Terry's. Perfect example, right? Right. You have to be able to evaluate. I mean, that's the, you right. got to be able two things, evaluate and then evaluate fit. And that's what happens with a lot of these teams. You watch, you watch them in warm-up lines and you're like, damn, they got dudes. And then right. you watch them play, you're like, have they ever actually practiced together? You know? <laughs> right, right, exactly. It, it doesn't, so you, you got to, you got to know what you're looking at. Um, and so anyway, the point is that that evaluation, and there's still, Tommy's still doing it for international and high school kids trying right. to find the right fit. But if you can use that same mantra, you know, uh, Villanova calls them OKGs, our kind of guys. Right. right. It just, you got to find guys that fit and you got to find, and yet when you have, you know, you only have like 24, 48 hours to make a decision in the portal. Right. And you got to, you got to know what you're listening for, know what you're looking for, understand level of investment. And when all things are aligned, it can be a really, really good thing, a healthy new beginning for guys. And that's, I think, what Arizona has with both of them. All right. I want to ask you about the rankings that just came out here in a second. But first, got to pay the bills here, Doug. Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. You can check it out in Tempe. They've got a bar up there. If you want to go there and root against ASU, root for the U of A. Or we've got the Tap and Bottle Watch parties down here that you can get your Four Peaks at as well. Check it out. All kinds of deals going on. 21 and up. 
must enjoy respond or enjoy responsibly. Check it out. Four Peaks Brew, the official brew of PHNX, and more furniture, morfurniture.com, which is the, uh, they've revamped the entire uh, PHNX studios. Looks great. You've got all kinds of uh, good deals going on. Furniture, uh, you want to revamp your entire uh, studio, setup, whatever, more furniture has it. Check it out, morfurniture.com. Okay, Doug, um, the rankings just came out. Arizona checks in at four. Where would you uh, where would you put Arizona right now? Just when you, I, I know it's early, I but people know. love I rankings. Don't know. It's like it's like I was I was I was looking at the rankings, and I thought you'd bring it up. Right, I have no idea. Right, right, right like right. we we don't know the team. I think Creighton's pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was an interesting matchup and uh, two very offensive teams, but Creighton obviously smaller and and plays plays differently. But um, like San Diego State, I thought that's the perfect example of a team that, I mean, you look at them, they, they, it, they were like two or three inches smaller at just about every spot. Right. Maybe their bigs were like an inch or two smaller, but you know, my, I was intrigued by, can you get into them? I, mean, I would put Houston as number one team. I think that's, yes. Uh, you know, I, it's not like they played the best schedule, but they were great last year. They, they look it what's the level of intensity in terms of percentage of uh, defensive possessions that they play at the top level is as good as as any i've seen Mm -hmm. and like they're in peak defensive form they got dudes so i they're one um everybody else is right like like, how am i going to tell purdue right like they look great but they're playing duke that's got a whole new team right right and you kind of go through the you know text we've only seen texas once in a real game and they smack gonzaga but gonzaga had just played in the aircraft carrier they're flying all over the country and I don't know how good Gonzaga actually is, right? Right. They very easily could have been beat by Xavier, who is a middle of the pack Big East team. Right. So the point is that, I mean, the only, I, I always thought the only rankings that matter were number one and that you're ranked, right? Right. Because when you're ranked, you're, 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 every game appears everywhere. And right. when you're number one, you can say we're number one. So right. I don't think they're number one, but I do I think that, that them against Houston would be fascinating? Hell yeah, that'd be fun. When you look uh, around the Pac-12 right now, you've got obviously UCLA has, you know, they dropped a couple games. You bring back a lot of players. Uh, you know, perfect example of a team that'll probably be better as the season goes on. Um, Oregon looks like a mess right now. What uh when you look around this conference, is this a two-team league right now? We're counting UCLA as that other team? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, I mean yes. Um I, I think ASU is interesting to start. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, this is Bobby's at his best when people question him the most. Right. Like he just right. that that's how they are. Um, he's a fighter and they got a team of fighters. So I think they're in that number three spot. But yes, it does appear. On the other hand, um, Oregon's interesting because it does feel like this is a yearly thing where Danny gets a team. Right. You know, and they struggle all out of conference and they right. figure it out they, about and late by the way, December. they're the ones that kill the, the numbers for the PAC 12, right? Because right. at the end of the year, they're always good. And you're like, yeah, but the whole November, December was so bad. Right. You know? Right. Right. Um, but yes. And I, and I think that it's, it's fair to say that Arizona right now is kind of on its own. If you've watched UCLA play, like they're going to, they're going to struggle to kind of figure this thing out. Um, but Mick has proven that with every year they, they get better. I just don't know if they'll ever get to that level of Arizona in terms of their offensive proficiency and Arizona smartly, how they play defensively um, allows them to not have overwhelming athletes at the point guard spot and 
just use their size. You know, my, right. my, my thing is matchups and I'm trying to see a matchup that doesn't favor them in the league. Right. And I don't necessarily see one. UCLA would be the one, but it's not like they're so athletic in the backcourt. They can really climb into you. Right. So um, Arizona State's a wait and see. Cal is awful. Yes. Just bad. And that's all. It's funny. Like I've always thought with Cal, and I know Todd Bozeman got caught for cheating and everything. But I remember though when Cal was coming up, and it was like take a chance on somebody like that, where it's like you bring in kid, you bring in Lamont Murray, you bring in Sharif. Granted, it's going to fall off, but it just doesn't feel the Cal's had any identity for like twenty years now. Well, I, I would, I would push Outside back. Of My brother Ron. was at Cal for six years under Mike, right. Mike Montgomery, mm-hmm. and they went to tournament four years, mm-hmm. and they had pros, and they had mm-hmm. it rolling. Alan Crabs for sure, and. Yeah, I mean they had Alan Alan Crab, but they had um, I mean they had Jakob Portal committed. Um, there there was a whole plan of succession in place that because of a change in athletic director, they went and uh, they went and uh, you know kind of went out of the family and hired Conzo, who they were talented, but he, it just was a weird fit there. Right. Uh, Cal is Cal and Stanford are them being bad is what's killed the league. Right. You know, just Will we ever see Stanford he, back to where they were under Mike Montgomery, do you think? Where Maples was rocking the way it was? No, I don't think you'll get Maples rocking. I just don't think they care. Right. I just, it's really sad because it used to be awesome. Right. Um, right. Do I think they could get it back? I mean, Jared's deal is, you know, when he had Tyrell Terry a couple years ago, they had a shot because they hadn't figured out point guard since he's been there. You right. know, really since Chris Hernandez, they hadn't had a, a legit point guard. Right. And like you look in this league and again, you can, we can take shots at Kerr. We can take shots at, you know, I mean, UCLA, you have guards that are fourth. They're good players. Right. And they don't lose the ball and they can't be pressured and they're solid. Um, Stanford hasn't had that. And then, you know, when you don't have, they've lost too many guys really to the pros. I, I don't know. I don't know. The, the academic schools are all now really, really struggling in the new world order. Um, I think there's a multitude of reasons for it. Cal is the one that should be way better, way right. better. There are players right there. You can get them into school. They have a history of success. You know, like Cal should be better, and they're right. not. And I like Mark Fox, but they haven't gotten it done on the recruiting trail. And and forever they they would say, hey, we can't take these grad transfers because of how because of how hard it is to get into into graduate school there. That's proven to to be right. false. So right. it's just a question of you got to get the dudes and they haven't gotten the dudes and everybody else has. So they're super disappointing. USC's okay. They're okay. Under Andy Enfield, like I know they lost their big man, but I always feel that, you know, with with them, they'll always kind of be in the tournament. They'll be around the, uh, the frame, probably a top 40 team. I actually, I think for a USC, Andy Enfield's good. Yes. Yes. Because he's not bothered by the fact that they don't really care. Right. And he's been able to operate within it quite well. Right. You know, and they're, they, they, every once in a while, you know, next year they got some stud recruits coming in as well. Um, and, you know, that, that place will end up being what I would say is uh, like a better version of the old Long Beach State bounce back recruit you. Right. Right. They'll, right. they'll, the Boogie Ellis's of the world, those are the guys that they want. The McDonald's All Americans that go out of the league. I, I don't right. know what it looks like when they go to the Big Ten. That one's going to be really interesting. Right. Um, that'd be hard for them, but what they can do is kind of recruit off of everybody else's roster when, you know, 
guys want to come out and go to California. That's you when know, you want to transfer, you can come in. So I, I think that's going to be their plan moving forward. What's your take on the future of the Pac-12 now with obviously USC, UCLA leaving, especially when it comes to hoops? Well, I mean, what's your, what's, your, what's your take on the future of the conference? I'm not sure there is a future. Right. Um, I, I thought the same thing. I don't, know how you, I don't know how you continue in a place of power if you don't have L.A. schools. I mean, the, they, they won't let San Diego State and Vegas in. And, right. and I would say I, I understand, right? Like the football programs, UNLV just fired their football coach. San Diego State, they had the off-the-field disaster this, this year. And even though they right. got the new stadium, nobody really goes. I, yeah, I don't know how you do it. Um, it's a, you know, I mean, they USC and UCLA chased the money. I understand why they both needed money, right? UCLA has just been hemorrhaging it in their sports programs because they don't get stuff from the state. They don't get the donations everybody else gets. And SC because of the stuff because of you know the, all the lawsuit things that they had, non sports related. Right. They need all that revenue as well. I, I understand, um, but it killed the league. Does Arizona and, and the does Arizona hoops in the Big Twelve make sense to you? Yes, Arizona yes. and the Big. So, so here's what I think. Again, mm-hmm. please don't let anybody say, "Well, Scott right. said this is going to happen." Right. I'm, I'm. I was trying to under trying to figure out why Brett Yormark. Uh, Big 12, why he signed the deal early, mm-hmm. right? Because they're going to make like 35, 36 a team, which right. is good. Right. But the whole, everything I was told about the Big 12 was, the Big 12 was in a position of power over the Pac-12 because they had not yet signed a new TV deal. Right. So then why would he do it? And I think the reason he's, he's doing it, and, you know, I I do have some people who have told me this, but again, this is not like me reporting it, to, right. is that, the feeling is the new world order, there'll be three or four conferences and they want to be one of them. Right. You know, that eventually Washington and Oregon go to the Big Ten, you know, and right. then the question and, and you know, who knows what else, what happens to Cal and Stanford. But it would be very reasonable to think if you're if you're the Big 12 and you have all these schools like do we go in Arizona, Arizona State makes sense. Right. And it gives you and you know, the, the basketball is going to be on Fox mostly. Uh, the football will be, I think, mostly on ESPN. Right. Um, but it gives you another time zone. You know, it changes. It, it, it gives you the chance to have back to back games. Um, and it gives you if they get Gonzaga, which it appears they have Gonzaga. Like, right. Can you think of a better basketball league? Well, Arizona, that's what I was going to say. Arizona, yeah. Gonzaga, Kansas. Baylor. Uh, you know, Baylor's one. Houston's after. joining Houston. Cincinnati. Houston. BYU's a great basketball program. Right. Right. That great. 24,000 people. And then, you know, then you have kind of everything in between, right? Texas Tech right now has got it rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, Oklahoma State does not, but historically very successful program. Kansas State tough. But again, like if I just lead, lead with Arizona, Gonzaga, Kansas, Baylor. like That, that takes a backseat to nobody. Right. And you have multiple time zones. Right. Which the flaw to the Pac-12 is it's too much Pacific time zone. Right. You, you know, you'll get probably CU and Utah going that league as well. Right. Right. Um, the, the, anyway, the, the, the flaw to the Pac-12 is nobody watches in the Pacific time zone. Right. right? They just don't. Um, the flaw to the Big 12 is you're only in the central time zone. Right. This gives you both. So that would be my guess is that eventually it goes away. 
and everybody gets dissolved. And the question is really what happens to Wazoo and Oregon State? Like right. those ones feel like the, hey, somebody throw me a, a lifeline. Maybe they have the new Mountain West. Right. Um, but that that feels, feels. Again, please don't, I'm not saying this is. No, you're not reporting. You're just talking what, what makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Right. And I would love to see. I mean, it'd be so good. Well, then that's what I've said too. Like the second I thought, the second that the LA schools left, first of all, Arizona UCLA is the rivalry in basketball that obviously matters. You you know you you grew up watching that. You know that better than anybody. When that with that gone, it's kind of Arizona and Oregon, and I mean that meh, you know it's not there's not much there. There's, and I know that football. I know football pays the bills, but if the Big 12's calling card is we have the best basketball conference in the country. You can't tell me that that doesn't count for a lot there, Doug. It does. It it, it does. Uh, in terms of th- there's an equity there, right? Right. Um, so th- there's absolutely no question. Um, I don't know how Central Florida fits in there, but right, the weird one. Right. Um, the other the other one, you know, it's like the Cincinnati. What the other the other one that that would be interesting, right? If you end up getting to the, the twenty team leagues, you know, could they add a Louisville uh, if right. the if the ACC breaks apart? So. Right. But again, that's that's more far fetched because ESPN controls everything there, whereas the Pac-12 is still very much kind of up for up for grabs. But yes, having having the best basketball conference and not just the best basketball league, because the Big East kind of tried to say, like, we have the national champ. But those are they have kind of quasi mid-majors there. Right. Right. Like like Creighton's not a mid-major, but kind of more of a mid-major. Xavier kind of. Right. These are elevated mid-majors, but they're not schools with football they're not state grand grand institutions they're not arizona that's right that's what i'm saying right right you know? so i mean i i think that would be amazing i mean just can you imagine how hard that league would be to play in well that's what not I only would you have all these games but you have great environments right and a lot of travel now not the travel of UCLA, but that's a lot of travel and that's really really hard on on college kids but if you have a travel partner like ASU, if you could have, I mean, I don't even, I mean, I don't think they'll ever add New Mexico. They'll just fly over New Mexico to Mexico State. I wish they would add, like, could you add New Mexico just right. to get the pit? Right, just to but, get the pit back, right. But, I mean, McHale, the Fog, Fog Allen. Yeah. Um, the Marriott Center at BYU. Right. Go to the Kennel. Yeah. I mean, that, again, that's just awesome. It's just exciting thinking about it. Yes, it, it really does. Considering what you're losing, you're, you're losing the UCLA game. Got it. Sucks. Right. You could be gaining something great. And the other part to it is, and I think Sean really understood this, is um, I think the Valley is going to start producing more and more players, right, with all those prep schools that are popping up. Right. And so losing LA is going to hurt. Um. But if you gain Texas, that's a that's a definite win for sure because there are just dudes in Texas, right? And then the other part is that, which has always been the case, which they care so much in Tucson, they just don't care in LA. Like, right? You, it's just the way can, it is. It's just the way it is. There's just too much going on, right? Um, to for people to really really care, even about UCLA hoops, it's been outstanding the past couple of years. Uh, they'll care when Arizona comes in or Nova last year comes in, but generally you can walk up and sit wherever you want. Right. So uh, I think that's going to be their, their, their calling card. And then Tommy's ability to, to do international stuff is incredible. And I, my challenge to the NCA would be, they need to make it 
more accessible to international players because we're doing everything we can for domestic players and it's still very difficult uh you know with nil you and you have a green card and there's limited things that you can do for your student visa in terms of getting money with nil and getting money for travel i mean that's some of that stuff's ridiculous right and make it so hard for international recruiting international kids Okay, Doug, before we let you go here, and again, very appreciative of your time, um, what will you be looking for for Arizona the rest of the year? When you tune in, what are, you know, just kind of, what are you what are you looking at? Um, it's a great question. Uh, you know, look, I want to see what happens when they see some adversity. You know, uh, this the weird schedule, though, right, where you go yeah. right now into league play? League play this week, right, exactly, right. So weird. Right. So weird. And... Do they play a one-off against Utah and they don't play CU? Correct. Yeah. So it's like so it doesn't make any sense on the schedule for sure. What? How? How did that happen? Right. No. Exactly. It's, I mean, it, the it, Indiana game. Indiana is really talented, mm -hmm. and that'll be it. That'll be like their Tennessee game from last year. No doubt. Right. And how do they handle it? And you know they have a fifth-year point guard who's a dynamic athlete, really good player. How does Kerr handle that? Right. You know, then and of that. Mm -hmm. They're they're better and older than, you know, he's going against um uh the Canadian kid for for Creighton, right? He's a he's a sophomore coming off an injury, right? right. And then uh Tramel, the kid from San Diego State, is I, I love him. Right. But he's five nine. Right. And there's a reason he was at Seattle U. He's better than Seattle U, but he's not at the level. Indiana's right. just got dudes. Right, and for sure. I think that's in terms of competing nationally, that's what you need to look at is how do they handle when they they aren't the biggest hombres, when they're going in and you're playing again. That's an older team. Right. Because that's what the top really looks like. And I think that's a great challenge. It's great scheduling. It's eerily similar to last year's Tennessee where they might come in and they might catch a whooping. doesn't hurt, but it, it, it will show you their weaknesses. And my guess will be like again, the way it feels like you beat Arizona is offense when when they're on defense when Arizona's on defense you got to spread them out and attack them individually because there are there are some guys that 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 don't guard as well right um, and then you got to climb into them defensively but you got to be strong and athletic and smart in order to do so because they're really really skilled and I think Arizona's a little tougher than 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 people give them credit uh, right. last year people thought they were soft. I think they're a little tougher than the reputation. And I think they're a little bit tougher this year, maybe than they were last year because they're some of those guys were pushing around a little bit. Right. Doug, can't thank you enough for hopping on. Love to have you on again, my man. Any, anytime. I'd love to be back in the A. All right. Appreciate, appreciate you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon, Doug. Thanks again, yeah. buddy. All right. Really appreciative there of Doug, uh, Doug Gottlieb uh, talking about back in the A right there. All right. Real quick. want to talk about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Code word PHNX. Okay. Here's the deal. Um, draft, uh, you can put down, uh, $5 on any NBA game money line, and you can get up to, uh, you can get up to a hundred dollars in free plays. And again, it's a pretty darn good deal right there. And let's just say that you want to bet on college games. Arizona would be a great game to be able to bet on because you could watch that and you could say, all right, I like the over on Arizona. And again, over is a, uh, 
over is a take that I would take on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. But back to the NBA for a second. You can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions do apply. See show notes for details. Okay, now... Also, Tap and Bottle. This is the place to be for the away game watch parties. Check it out. We're going to be starting these up for basketball as well. And again, it's a great it's a great time. You got four peaks down there. Scott and Rebecca do a great job. Um, it's just a great time to go and watch U of A sports and to be able to talk with fellow fans backing the A. So again, check it out, Tap and Bottle. All right. Now, before we sign off, I agree with everything Doug said right there. Um uh, when it, especially when it came to the conference, I'd love to see Arizona in the Big 12 for the exact reasons that Doug put out there. It just makes a ton of sense to me. And when it makes a ton of sense to Doug Gottlieb and myself, maybe there's something going on there. But it would be the best basketball conference going. I also think with uh, that Doug made the point, too, with Arizona that the thing that you look at and you're like, man, is they are huge. Arizona is a massive team, and I think that that's going to be something that's going to help them pretty much all season. All right. Now, let's say that you wanted to watch Arizona, but you said to yourself, ah, man, it's been late. That's where game time comes in for you. Game time can get you the best, uh, all the best deals, and they can get you 60% off. It's great for procrastinators out there. And again, um, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. But let's just say you wanted to go to an Arizona game last second and you don't know where to go. Ticket office is closed. That's where game time is there. Game time is a life send for or a, a life preserver for every sports fan out there. So again, check it out. Game time. And again, support us by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Okay, everybody. Really appreciate Doug Gottlieb coming on and a back the A reference right there. We will be back with you tomorrow with Brad Alice. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.